It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show presented by our friends at rockauto.com. They make it easier to buy all of your parts and anything you need for your car, truck, or SUV, rockauto.com. Michael Pappas, I'm Zach Blackerby. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to take some listener questions as well as just kind of some news and notes and uh, also uh, some updated odds that I think are, uh, are kind of fun. You ready to jump into it, my friend? I'm ready. All right, let's Head do it. Head first. Let's do it. All right, let's uh, let's jump into a voicemail. This is Ricky from Atlanta. We love. We got a bunch of voicemails, a bunch of texts over the past few days. Keep that up. 205-502-4285. Here's Ricky. Uh, hey, guys. This is Ricky from Atlanta. Um, I was just calling because on the last episode you were talking about uh, – um, you know, some other things near the end of the show. And you mentioned the uh, War Tampa team for the basketball tournament. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think y'all just kind of just real barely touched on it. But um, I think that y'all would be a great medium to be able to get more people in the know kind of about the team, everything that's going on and about um, – and, you know, driving up more interest for Auburn fans. I mean, this – the fact that they were able to compile all these former Auburn players onto this team and that, you know, obviously there's no other real sports going on right now, um, I think that there could be a huge driving force of fans uh, getting behind this team. And I think it would be just a really kind of neat thing to do. I mean, the team wasn't even actually called War Tampa up until there started being more fan support on Twitter. So, um that's all I was calling about. I think, you know, that would be a great thing for uh, the show and everybody to get behind. But I uh, love the show. Thanks for taking my call. War Eagle. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, Ricky. Yeah, we can touch on that for a second. So uh, I was looking into it, and I've been following what they've been doing. You know, I follow War Tampa on Twitter, and you know their their player announcements and some of the Auburn boosters. I mean, they've done a really good job catering to the Auburn fan base, hence renaming it to War Tampa, like you said. But uh, yeah, here's uh, here's kind of the makeup of what War Tampa is. Um, this is a team that's going to be competing uh, competing in the TBT. That is a, a tournament, it's a 2014 tournament, single elimination tourney, where all the teams are kind of fighting for this big uh, grand prize. Isn't it like $2 million this year? The website says $1 million plus dollars. I've seen other places say $2 million, so I'm not sure. Okay. But the website, the, the, the tournament's website says $1 million plus dollars. Maybe it's like a $2 million purse. And so, like, the winning team gets a million, and the second-place team gets some. It's winner-take-all. Winner oh, I do know never that. mind, then. I do know that. Uh, I saw that on Twitter as well. But, yeah, so it's happening from July 4th to July 14th in Columbus, Ohio. I will be in Columbus, Ohio while this is happening, actually. Can't you, go. I will not. Can't go, but I'll be like, I'll be in the same town, which is cool. But, yeah, it'll be on ESPN and ESPN2. Auburn's first game is... Uh, the third game on July 4th, taking on House of Pain. But yeah, the makeup of the team, Matt Moschella is the GM. Head coach is John Bianchi, or Bianchi, Bianchi. And then uh, Bryce Brown, obviously a shooting guard from Auburn. Justin Gray, shooting guard from Texas Tech. Walter Hodge, a point guard from Florida. Brent Jackson, a shooting guard from Columbus State. Fletcher McGee is a shooting guard from Wofford. That guy balls. Yeah. 
yeah, there was a lot of excitement there. And I love that like when, when they had to announce that, they were like, all right, we got a really uh, really fun player announcement coming up. It's not an Auburn guy. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. Deshaun Murray, small forward from Auburn. LaRon Smith, a power forward from Auburn. Horace Spencer, a power forward at, uh, uh, at Auburn. Sean Willett, a small forward from Queens University of Charlotte. And Isaiah Williams, a point guard from Georgia State. So a handful of Auburn guys playing. And then uh, also some Auburn boosters that a lot of people got excited about. Chumo Kiki, Marquise Daniels, Austin Wiley, and Mustafa Heron uh, supporting the team. I don't know what makes them boosters. I don't know what they had to offer up to, to help out with that, but they I mean, are involved. Mustafa Heron and Austin Wiley don't have like any sort of pro contract, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so the interesting thing about this for me is – uh, I, I love that they're calling it War Tampa. I love that the Auburn fans have come to support them. And, and there's more Auburn guys than any other school, but it's not like it is – I mean, it's not even half. It's, what, a, four, a quarter Auburn guys? A third Auburn guys? There's four of them. Right. Um, it'll be exciting to see Horace Spencer and Bryce Brown play again and exciting to play, uh, see them play again together. That'll yeah. be really cool. And it'll be cool to see Deshaun Murray. I mean, that guy was, like, not that tall, but he was able to, like, get a million <laughs> rebounds. It was crazy. So – uh, yeah, that's kind of all I got. We'll, we'll talk about it as it's going on, especially if they kind of make that run past the fourth. Um, but yeah, I hope, that um, hope that's a good start for you, Ricky. Appreciate you calling us out on that. So we'll, uh, we'll jump into more of that if, uh, if more stuff happens there. We got some text questions. Oh. I'm going to let you read the first one. 205-502-4285. Wayne from Alabaster says what, Michael Pappas? All right, I'm going to read this, and then I'd actually like to talk about it afterwards first. Of course, sure. Okay. So Wayne says, it would be nice if you guys laid off Sawyer Pate. He led Thompson to the 7A state championship, which was more than Tua's little brother could do. He also had scholarship offers from a lot of smaller schools, but chose to come to Auburn because he and his family love Auburn. He's a real gamer, and you never know. Wayne from Alabaster. Um, Zach, I don't know about you, but you emailed me these questions. I saw it when I got to work this morning. This made me angry. Um... Because there was an assumption of sarcasm there? I, I, yeah. And, and I don't really know if I'm mad at Wayne or, or mad at like myself. Um, I don't want people to feel like I or we are like hating on Sawyer Pate. No, uh, we f- love Sawyer Pate. Yeah, the first time we talked, I actually went and, and looked it up as tried to find like where the, I guess, where the joke really started. Um, I couldn't find the exact time. But the joke is how much you love him. Not, yeah. Not the joke that he is a, a walk-on or whatever. Well, so it started. The first time we talked about him w- was during our big like recruiting show recap. And it was, this is a three-star quarterback. He's a recruited walk-on. He threw for 4,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, and three interceptions. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. And you were like, yeah. The second time we talked about him was the very next day when – we were doing our top 10 uh, guys we're most excited about, and you said Shayo Garnett at, like, number eight, and I was shocked and was like, dude, you, you'd be better off putting Sawyer Pate in this spot. And then it, then it began. And, th- then it, and then the next day, you guessed that Sawyer Pate was my number one, and I was like, why? And then it just blew up from there. And so, like, we – I don't want – like, you're exactly right, Wayne. Like, he's a baller. The guy threw for 41 touchdowns and three interceptions. Like yeah, I, The fact that Auburn has him in the quarterback room without having to give a scholarship is a huge win. Absolutely. And I believe I've 
during I want to say during one of our lists, I, I told Zach like the backup quarterback battle is a massive one to watch. Now they've got Grant Loyan, so he's the sure. backup quarterback if it's not um Kalen Newton. I mean, one of those two guys is probably the actual backup now, but I think it's Grant Loyan. Yeah. You're right. We were talking about how I was like, you know, the one you can't count out is Sawyer Pate because you never know. He could beat out Shiel Garnett. They're both three-star guys. Um, I, yeah, I don't – Wayne, I don't want you to think that we're – like that we don't like Sawyer Pate. I, I'm a huge fan of Sawyer Pate. I hope that Sawyer Pate gets on the field at Auburn uh, and not because someone else gets hurt. Cool. All right. Do you feel better? A little bit, yeah. Wayne, uh, so. thank you for bringing that up to our attention because we don't want other people thinking that too. If you're thinking that, you're probably not the only one. So, um, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto, rockauto.com. And, you know, I've said it before, I'm not the big uh, biggest automotive guy, so I'll take all the help I can get. And rockauto.com is able to ho- help folks like me. And I'm sure if you were just super into you know, car repair and kind of, you know, the inner workings of all of that stuff. I'm sure you just kind of would love browsing through rockauto.com. Their selection is endless for all kinds of makes and models. Highly encourage you to check out rockauto.com for your next car repair. rockauto.com, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box. That's at rockauto.com. Also, we love the folks at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20. For your first delivery free or 25 off for 25% off your order. It is Fetcher's Appreciation Month as June is rapidly coming to an end. This month has flown by. But yeah, the folks at Fetch Me still out helping out uh, local businesses and local folks throughout the Auburn and Opelika and Lee County community. Highly encourage you to check out FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app. Once again, Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free or two, uh, two five off for 25% off your order. Two five OFF. That's at FetchMeDelivery.com and the free Fetch Me app. All right, let's jump into more questions. 205-502-4285. Uh, all right. It is especially difficult to predict possible output for any offensive players this fall for Auburn, most because new OC and new offense. I really hope it looks more like Morris's Clemson slash SMU offense rather than his Razorbacks offense. War Eagle. Then they sent a follow-up text. I often think back to just a year or so ago when Gus said he made a mistake of letting someone other than himself call the plays and coach the offense. Not sure why he's now letting go of control of the offense. Maybe he's buying himself another year if it doesn't work out with Morris's offense. One, I think he kind of knew what he had coming with Chad Morris. The opportunity there. I mean, the fact that you have a guy that was an SEC head coach for the past two seasons as an assistant coach. That is a huge advantage. It's absolutely mm-hmm. a, a big deal. So I think that's part of it. Um, also, and a guy you're really good friends with and a guy whose offense is incredibly similar to yours and a guy who has won a national championship as an offensive coordinator, I think. At Clemson? Or he left the year uh, before, I, I think maybe? it was really before they peaked. Okay. Because he, he was there with Taj. Yeah, and he recruited Watson, but didn't coach him. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. So I think um, I think that's a uh, I don't know. Bringing in Morris is obviously exciting. As far as looking more like his Clemson slash SMU offense rather than his Razorback offense, uh, I've read some stuff breaking this down, and I haven't really had the time to go watch what he did at SMU, and I don't really want to watch an Arkansas game unless I have to. But Ew. what? 
But uh, I think it had more to do with with talent than actual scheme. And I think uh, I, I don't think I know the offense that he has at Auburn from a talent perspective is going to be more on par with Clemson. And with SMU, it was just kind of what he had versus what his competition had. And when you look at what he had at Arkansas versus what the competition had, it was bad. It wasn't very good. Uh, I also would like to point out here that the coach before him at Arkansas was Brett Belima. And, and so Brett Belima's offense is obviously completely different That's than, true. than what Chad Morris wants to do. I mean, when they when Chad Morris went in, all the talk was about how they they want to get back to being Razorback fast or whatever, mm-hmm. Razor fast and. Uh, uh, one of the things was that they all, that they talked about was how the offensive linemen who were there under Belima the whole time they've been at school it was bulk up bulk up bulk up because right. they wanted to just run this power exactly style offense yeah and they had you know it was like them in Wisconsin where Belima was from um, who were like the two biggest in size offensive lines in the country and um, Morris comes in and he's like no you guys need to shed weight we want you at like you know two eighty five not 320 and it's just like when was the last time Clemson had an offensive lineman that you like Zach can you name a Clemson offensive lineman no you like that was that's why because under Morris they Hyatt I I don't I can't I've been sitting here thinking about it Mitchell Hyatt is that is that a guy And, and so the the personnel at Arkansas just did not fit what he was trying to do I mean when you're Morris needed he needs guys. He needs Dude, I did it. Mitch Hyatt. Nice. I know that. Yep. He needs playmakers. And Arkansas just didn't have them. Just did not have them. Right. I mean, the running game was fine, but yeah. I mean, they had a lot of issues going on. And I don't think it was all coaching. I actually think the majority of it was not coaching. Um, all right. Next question. Would you rather get commitments from both Brockermeyer Brothers or Jaquincy McKinstry? I say Kool Aid because he would probably be significant. Uh, he would probably significantly contribute to our football and basketball team at some point in his career if he came to Auburn and we already had a few good O line commits. But maybe you guys feel differently. Is fantasy baseball still a thing? There's a lot going on there. There's One fantasy baseball is still a thing, but the league is full. We drafted like a year ago, isn't that right? <laughs> so it seems like. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. Or, I'm gonna let you. Are you being, the, I'm you being serious? Uh, we drafted like two or three months ago, right? Uh, okay, sure. You, you were there. You did. No, you auto no. drafted. Okay. Well, everyone else was there. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think I auto drafted too. I actually. must have blacked out that whole thing. Um, <laughs> that's fine. You signed up for it. Uh, you want to answer the Brockermeyer brothers or uh, yeah, I think Kool Aid. Yeah, this is a good question. So Jaquince. Jaquincy McKinstry, nicknamed Kool-Aid. He's a cornerback from in-state. I think he's the guy from Pinson Valley, actually. Okay. um, One of the best in the country. Actually, I have my sheet right here I can just look at. Zach. Last name starts with an M. McKinstry. Uh, Yeah, five-star cornerback from Pinson Valley. This is a a great question. the The two sports, basketball and football, thing I struggle with. There are a couple. It's, it's, not, guys, it's not happening. It's, there, it's not going to happen. There are a couple guys in this class who are saying like I'm playing both at the next level. Michael Trigg is another one of them. Um, it, it's tough for me. There's always a priority. You can't split time fifty fifty. Uh, but I believe it is Kool Aid. Bruce Pearl has been a big part of his recruitment. Um. 
I guess maybe he is just that good at basketball that they'll take him for, I mean, a portion of the season? Like, is he not going to play in... I guess if Auburn makes a meaningless bowl game that he's in, he can just bail out then. But I don't know. That that whole situation is confusing. It's worse for Michael Trigg, I think, because he's a tight end, which means they're going to want him to put on weight. Yeah. And that's not like you don't have guys in the NBA who are 6'4", 280. Right. Um, you don't have really have anyone in the NBA who's 280, right? Zion was 250 or 270, and he was the heaviest player in the NBA. LeBron was up there early on in his career, but he has changed his body drastically since then. So I'm a little hesitant about guys that are playing uh, two positions. I'm going to go with the Brockermeyer brothers here because you're getting a five-star tight end and... Tackle. I'm sorry, a five-star tackle and uh, a center who, if they gave centers five stars, would be a five-star center. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he is the, the best, the highest-rated center in the country. Correct. Doesn't matter how many stars you have, you want the best center, you know? Yeah, so. and, and, you know, we've seen how important centers can be for offensive lines, whether it was, you know, Reese Dismukes or... I forget his name, who came before Reese Dismukes. Um, and, and then you can even go look at, like, Barrett Jones at Alabama when he was there. He was a great center for them or Creed Humphrey at OU right now. Like they really anchor your whole offensive line. It's like having a second quarterback on the field, blah, blah, blah. So I would prefer the Brockermeyer brothers, but I do think Kool-Aid's more realistic. So I mentioned on the show earlier this week, and I think in the ad read yesterday as well, I'm still waiting on the built bars uh, to get here because I ran out and I did not order ahead because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bozo. Uh, So I had to, uh, I had this old, Protein bar. I'm not going to say the, the 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 brand, but I ate it yesterday as kind of my afternoon snack. And and I'm not just saying this because Built Bar uh, it <laughs> supports the show and supports the Locked On Podcast Network. But I had forgotten what actual protein bars taste like. It was chewy and bland, and you know it took me like 45 minutes to eat this thing. <laughs> And uh, Built Bar is not like that at all. So I'm excited for uh, for my box to come in. I went to BuiltBar.com. I used promo code LOCKEDON, got $10 off of my order, and you should do the same. Once again, BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your order at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we got another another text question, but I think it's going to be a long conversation, so we will save it for tomorrow. Yeah, add to the list, 205-502-4200. Eight five. All right, so there's an article on Auburn undercover that um, there's some updated odds as far as teams that are going to make it to the college football playoff, and Auburn's up there. They're at ten to one odds, and of course, I mean the obvious ones that are ahead of Auburn. But I think uh, I think when you look at it, I think Auburn's in good um, in a good chance here. So twelfth best odds, and so you got Clemson at one to three, Ohio State at one to three. Those are obviously the top two. We'd at one to three. Yeah, not three to one. One to three. One over three. Huh? Yeah, it's like they're going. <laughs> wow. That means so you're laying. That means you have to bet a hundred dollars to make thirty three dollars, no. right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, Alabama is six to five. So bet that's like minus one ten. Bet yeah, or bet one twenty to make a hundred. Then Georgia is two to one. That seems high to me. We're high on Georgia again. Florida is three to one. That seems high to me. Oklahoma seven to two. That seems low to me. Texas A and M seven to one. What in the world? Notre Notre Dame seven to one. Oregon seven to one. Penn State seven to one. Texas seven to one. Auburn ten to one. Tied with LSU at ten to one. Why is A and M have a? Why is A and M's odds higher than than Auburn's? Is it because Auburn plays Georgia? Who does maybe? Who does A and M play? Let me look at their That's schedule. Weird. Um, I mean, I, I, I Jimbo know Fisher, I guess, but Jimbo's whole career is, is those 13 seconds or whatever against Auburn, right? I guess they made the playoff again the next season, but I mean, without like, if they don't score that touchdown and Auburn wins that game, I feel like everyone looks at Jimbo Fisher's career differently. I mean, we are going to overhype A and M every year for the foreseeable future, and we're going to do it with Georgia, and we're going to do it with Florida. Florida, I'm all in on this year. I think Florida's going to be really good. Abilene Christian, North Texas, Colorado versus Arkansas at Mississippi State, Fresno State at Auburn, at South Carolina, bye week, Ole Miss, Vandy, at Alabama, LSU. That's why they're they're. Two SEC East opponents are South Carolina and Vanderbilt, and then they're out of conference are Fresno State, and Colorado, Colorado, yeah, and North Texas, yeah. So they're and not Christian. Yeah. So they're not SEC West games. They're gonna go six and zero. Yeah, you would certainly think so. So then theoretically, in the SEC West, they have to go five and one. Yeah, and just be strategic with the one that you lose. Yeah, it just can't be to the best, the second place team. Basically, they got to beat Alabama. I, the, I guess probably, yeah. probably. I mean, I mean, yes, probably, most likely, yes. Unless Alabama loses, I mean, uh, we can get down into the weeds there, but most likely, yes. So it's, it's okay. So it's a strength of schedule thing, then, right? Because I mean, Auburn playing North Carolina and Georgia is significantly tougher than what they're doing. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, unless we're just. Who's going a, all people must be putting money on them or they wouldn't I mean, they wouldn't do that. Auburn Auburn's two SEC East opponents are Georgia, who's won the SEC East the last three years, and Kentucky, who won what, nine games last year and ten games the year before? Yeah. And and then A and M's got Vanderbilt, who's won nine games one time in school history. And the I mean the only thing going for them is that they've got a coach who could eat everyone else in the SEC. Right, we've established he would be the best in a fight. And uh, South Carolina, who like only God knows what's going on right, right over there. I don't think Muschamp knows what's going on. I certainly don't. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so that one was odd to me. Florida at seven to one, I think is fine because if they beat Georgia, if they win that Georgia game, like they've got a good shot. They just got to win the SEC championship to get in there. Notre Dame that high is weird to me, but once again, it's just like every few years we're like, all right, let's hype up Notre Dame again. Yeah, Notre Dame is interesting. Uh, yes, Notre Dame is notoriously the most overhyped team in the world, country, whatever. Um, their schedule is also wild because it depends on which ACC teams they draw, right? They're going to play Stanford and USC uh, and Army and Navy, which are four, and then it's like, you know, if, if they can avoid Clemson, then – 
if they can avoid Clemson and Florida State. All right, let's see. Maybe they, like, they're at Navy, Arkansas at home, Western Michigan, Wake Forest, Wisconsin, Stanford at Pitt, off Duke, Clemson at Georgia Tech, Louisville at USC. No, they're not making the playoff. I mean, they'd they're have to, not making yeah, the playoff. They'd have to get through that with one loss being to Clemson. Yeah, that's just not happening. Wisconsin has a better shot getting to the title than than Notre Dame does. That's a lot. Um, I, I like how they throw Oregon in here. Like that's fine. I mean, or, if they if they dude, beat Oregon all the has te- to replace their quarterback and four of their five offensive linemen. Granted, yeah, the but, fifth offensive lineman's like the best offensive lineman in the history of football, but. Uh, like that's a lot to replace, and it's not like it's a bad quarterback they're replacing. Yeah, I just and think, their offense uh, wasn't good last year. Their conference <laughs> stinks, though. Like, who do they have? To, they have to be Washington. Yeah, they got to be uh, Washington, Stanford, who had an uncharacteristically bad season last season, and maybe two seasons ago. I- I'm fine with Oregon being that high. Um, I'm fine with that. And USC, if they can get their stuff together a little bit. Although Keaton Slovis is getting like some Heisman conversation, so yeah. that's weird. Right. That is weird. All right. Well, I, I thought that was interesting. I think Auburn's in the right spot. Yeah. Um, and I think – I don't necessarily think they should be higher, but I think it's weird the certain teams that are above them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. I And it's kind of at this point like they do have to put someone there. Like it can't be like – Clemson and OSU at one to three, Alabama at two to one, and everyone else at ten to one. Like that's just, even though that's pretty much how it is, yeah, right? Everyone's is, competing right. for the the last spot unless something catastrophic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oklahoma that low is interesting. I think Oklahoma should be at the tier above Georgia, but whatever. Here we are. See the. The trouble Oklahoma has is they always find a way to lose one game. Mm-hmm. You're right. And against a weak, uh, well, against a weak Big 12, all you need is a team like Baylor last season or Texas or TCU during one of Gary Patterson's great seasons Oklahoma to just State. Yeah, I mean, not lose any of their other Big 12 games because the right. Big 12's not that good. Mm-hmm. And then OU's out of it. You're right. And you've got the dreaded Big 12 championship game where you're playing a team you ju- already played. Like when Baylor and OU last season played two out of three weeks or whatever. Yeah, that was cool. So, uh, and they're, they. I like that, uh, honestly. Oh, I don't mind. Like, that's fine. Like when Auburn and Georgia played again in 2017, so, I, I loved it. It's I, just, I knew it, it, it hurts whoever loses the first one, I think, or it helps whoever loses the first yeah. one. It's and it's but, so hard to beat a team twice. Totally, but if you're the it's best, fun, two, though. but if it's like, all right, you played everybody, like you clearly are the best two teams in the conference. Like I don't care if you haven't played before or if you've played before or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, play for it again. Let's I, let, let's yeah. see what happens. Where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackery. Follow show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. <laughs> It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.